Hello and welcome back to Not Without My Sister, a podcast presented by me, Rosemary McCabe, and my sister, Beatrice McCabe. Beatrice, how are you? Well, I thought I was doing the intro, but I'm fine, thanks. Feels like episodes, feels like podcasts presented by you, but I mean, you are the one with 40.8 thousand followers, so I suppose that's fair enough. I am piggybacking on your fame. I'd say by the time this episode comes out, it'll have gone back to 40.7. It loves to just <laughs> tease me, get up to 40.8 and then go straight back down again. <laughs> so annoying and I can almost tell as well like sometimes I'll put up a post where I'm just like oh my god like I've just walked the dog and I'm blah 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 and my skin is looking much better and then I'll lose a heap of followers and I'm in a rage I'm like those fuckers don't appreciate me it's actually an excellent segue people only like female protagonists who are suffering who have drama in their lives you need to keep the drama going the positive or the negative I got engaged spike I broke my ankle Spike. Oh, I don't think there was a spike necessarily for the ankle sprain, but there was a spike in my DMs, which was exhausting. Um, they're definitely... <laughs> Beatrice, can you imagine the spike if I had a baby? How was that exhausting? You literally had a broken ankle and nowhere to go. Why was that exhausting? Oh, because I just had to, had to keep writing back to the same questions. People go, oh my God, what happened? You're like, well... Oh, God, that's why you can't increase your numbers, because you don't, you don't care about your listeners. I write back to every <laughs> single person, you bitch. Can I imagine if you had a baby? Yes, I can. I wish you would have a baby. I feel like you'd be up to 50,000 in no time. I know, don't cry. Oh, don't cry. I'd love a little you'd have baby. a baby and an additional 10,000 followers. <laughs> Win-win. <laughs> you know, um, you don't know, but my period is due. And like literally every time I'm due my period and I get sore boobs, I'm like, a baby. It's a baby. And it's my period. Every time. Do you know where babies sit? They don't sit up there on your chest. Yeah, but like I imagine my milk coming in already and my boobs getting very sore from like week two of gestation. <laughs> <Milk coming. laughs> what I mean, that's what I'm... I've never been pregnant. I what it's like. want to just put a disclaimer out here. Claire McCabe did not teach us about biology. She prepped us for nothing. Biology. She prepped us for nothing. Nothing. Oh my God, my milk is coming in. Brandon, she, she left says us, here I'm she five weeks us, pregnant. She... She she let us out into the world tittily blind. <laughs> that was terrible. Did you mean to say that or was that a boob? <laughs> oh my god, that was terrible. That was that was not your breast work. Oh, I was about to say that. <laughs> Listen, let's nipple this in the bud and move on. <laughs> god, oh. just when I'm like sometimes I'm like, oh look at our age demographic. Our listeners are like you know, 35 to whatever, 30 to 40 kind of, I'm like, oh, like, oh, I, I, I'm 42. Everybody's younger than me. And then I hear these kind of exchanges. and I'm like, we're actually ancient. So yeah, these I'm are like, absolutely I'm, terrible. I'm genuinely jokes. surprised our demographic isn't like 60 plus. Isn't basically <laughs> mom and her mates going, I love a pun. Oh, we do get mom and her mates saying, good job. That pun was hilarious. Loved it. Next Has thing, she got a pun in the oven? <laughs> next thing we'll be punning in Latin and then mom will be really proud. Oh my God, Veni Vidi Vici. She'd love it. She'd be so happy. I was trying to explain Latin to the boys the other day. And although I have heard my mother make Latin noises, that sounds terrible, over her life, I have never actually learned anything from her. Oh, However, yes, I am currently... Have I? Yes. Good night, what? so. Good night, pal. I thought that was French. So, no, that's, that's Latin. So is bucket and pal is spade. <laughs> I thought that was French because it's le, le so and le... Are you sure? No, I think it's French. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure that's Latin. Oh. Answer in the show notes. Well, I was going to say... <laughs> Answer in the if show notes. If anybody out there is Latin, is please let us know. <laughs> 
So we watched The Wilds. Did you watch the whole thing? Oh my God, of course I watched the whole thing. It's also available, I think. Isn't it available in Ireland? I'm pretty it's much available sure it is. in Ireland. It's on Amazon Prime because I've recommended it to a few friends who've watched yeah. it now. It's really, really good, right? And it's about a gang of teenage girls or like, you know, young adults, Late young teen, adult yeah. females. Yes. Who are who become stranded on an island. So basically lost mixed with what's that one where they're all Lord, on Lord an of island? the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, Lord of the Flies, except they're all female. And it was genuinely amazing, I realized after one or two episodes, to be watching girls do all the things that yeah. in a TV show boys normally do. Like yeah. just be themselves, be these imperfect things without a kind of, oh, she's going to get her, her comeuppance, there's going to be a lesson here, or yeah. she, who does she fancy? What's the love angle here? Just like be the protagonists. So this episode is going to be about strong female protagonists in TV shows. Oh my God, I actually have a t-shirt that says strong female protagonists that I bought from another one of my favorite podcasts, the Bechtel cast from their merch. Oh, and why don't you explain what that is, Rosemary? Oh, sorry. The Bechtel cast is a podcast where they review films through the lens of the Bechtel test, which is a test where two named female or minority gender identifying characters have to have a conversation with one another that is not about a man. So basically, our entire podcast so far has passed the Bechtel test because we haven't been talking about men, really, except for when you were talking about Don. Oh, yeah. But named as in they have to be characters with names, not just characters like, with like names. the lamppost. Yes. So characters with names who have a, a conversation, yeah, that doesn't revolve around a man. And yeah. you would be... Two lines, two lines. And you'd be shocked. It's not, I mean, two lines, for God's sake. You'd be shocked yeah. at how many movies and TV shows do not pass this test. Yeah. Right? I mean, either you would be shocked or you wouldn't. You know what I mean? Well, I was shocked. Even though I was expecting a very high number, I was still shocked. I was like, that is yeah. disgraceful. Right. But anyway, The Wilds definitely passes the Bechdel test repeatedly. Every oh, yeah. episode. I say every single episode within about the first three minutes it passes the Bechdel test. It's so it's good. absolutely so good to see people that you're not thinking, oh, well, they're going to, in the end, they'll be likable. They just are themselves. They're actually people. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't yes. like, there were moments where I'm going, this is kind of stretching that the bounds of my credibility, you know, the TV show itself, but it's still extremely enjoyable and just fascinating to see women nonstop on the screen. Yeah, and I mean, to your point about them being really rounded characters, I think in the very first episode, it felt a little bit like, okay, there are archetypes. There's the cheerleader, you know, like the kind of pageant queen. And then there's the like social media one. And then there's this. But you're right in that. I mean, even within that very first episode, none of them conformed to the archetype that they were meant to. Do you know what I mean? And like they did have like they had their flaws. They were funny. Then they were not funny. Then they were brave. Then they were absolutely crap. And like... Some of them, you know, even even the ones who in the first couple of episodes, you're like, okay, she's going to be the leader, then didn't end up being the leader. Like, it was just, re it was really interesting and really nuanced and really, really well written. And like, well, it made so me, entertaining. Yeah, well, it, well, it made me realise when you said that just there, you know, that we do all f conform to these uh, roles. And especially depending on the group that you are put into, we take on different roles. And actually, right now, in work, a friend of mine is in consulting. And one of the first things she wants to do, so she's working on process, right? Just the process of how the team works and how the, what the ideal process is. Kind of agnostic of the individuals. Like, what is a, you know, industry standard way to do this? How, sh mm -hmm. how should product development run kind of thing? And one of the first things she did was she said, let's do this. She sent out a personality test. You know, that are you INTJ or ENTF oh, or yeah, whatever? Yeah. And it's so interesting because when she puts it together, she's like, oh, these four people are the same. 
you know we've done it before yeah but you go oh my god they are like they have these commonalities like people there are these kind of groups that people fall into and even though the individuals like you wouldn't be able to necessarily say oh they're the same but when they call out these sort of main identifiers of like you know very organized passionate about process whatever right yeah yeah the strands whatever they are like. making them up it's so interesting it's a really quick test and it's so funny as well because I I was the I what was I protagonist was I the protagonist there was the protagonist and the something else anyway and I come home and I was like I can't believe Useless. I'm this right I can't remember but um what uh oh oh hold on starts with a c i'll remember later anyway and i was like oh it's you know it talks about being creative wanting to be hurry like get things done move at speed you know work on mainly intuition oh, like very informed true. intuition right and i come home and, I, and don i go to don so he reads a couple i said you do the test and I go do a couple of these he reads through, he goes, I, I'm definitely the mediator. I don't need to do this test. I was like, you are not the mediator, like the least mediating person I've ever met in my life, Don Kirkland. Absolutely not, right? So I go, sit down there and do that again, right? And he's like, so he does it again. And I'm like, oh, you're absolutely not. I said, you're totally, because it's one of these things where you pick a scale. Like I go to a party yeah. and there are loads of people and I'm really uncomfortable. Very seldom, you know, all the yeah, way up yeah. to very, whatever. And I go, absolutely not so I go I'm going to do this through the lens of you Don I am going to do this on your behalf so I sit down and I'm like I go to a party and I like to be the center of attention absolutely not right and I'm like putting the dot all the way down the end but I bet you put that dot all the way at the top right anyway I do the whole thing and he's just sitting there patiently listening to me and at the end I go now let's see what you are mediator (laughs) (laughs) I really want to do this do you have a link yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Oh, it's great. very interesting. And it's really it's really interesting because it goes into how you behave in different aspects of your life as well, not just work, but like what is your love personality? What is your friend personality? You know, it, and it's it's very helpful, I think, sometimes to understand when you're dealing with somebody, how do you come at it from what their approach is? Like, how do you understand why they're doing something versus just like rolling your eyes and getting annoyed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, interesting. What kind of personality type do you think my favorite female... TV protagonist Buffy the Vampire Slayer would be Buffy Summers who actually turned 40 the character turned 40 last week so maybe she's listening to us I'd say a protagonist I have to say I'd say a slayer what was it a banshee slayer <laughs> oh, isn't that what Spike called you James, Rose, Rosemary James Rosemary Marsden. you James, banshee James Marsters, slayer I always get him confused with James Marsden yeah, yeah. no not James Marsden listen potato not potato but yeah, like Buffy was one of those shows. And I mean, listen, I reference this all the time. I bring in as many Buffy quotes as I possibly can into my life, into our podcast, into my writing on Patreon. I do like because it's the TV show that I've seen. I've seen it at least 10 times. All seven seasons I've watched in a row 10 times at least, I'd say, which is actually embarrassing now that I think about it. But I'm always shocked by how you remember it. But now that you've told me that, that's entirely different. And wasn't your first date with Brandy after you went to Buffalo Wild Wings? Wasn't that a Buffy episode? So it was B and B. I wish people could see your face. <laughs> Why? This is like one of those jokes. I'm I'm using inverted commas. It's not fucking funny. You keep bringing this up. We did not watch Buffy until at least date number three. Date number one, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings during the day. Date number two, we went to Junk Ditch and then we went and walked around downtown. We had perfectly normal, nice, lovely dates one and two. And it was only in date number three that I really settled into girlfriend mode and began to watch Buffy. So, bog off. <laughs> Why is this a bad thing? It just makes me sound so boring. When did you show him your steak? Did you rip it out of your backpack on date number two or number three? (laughs) 
You are so fucking annoying. How does that make you sound boring? Are you joking? I mean, I've been in your house and I've seen every single, what is it? Dungeons and Dragons World graphic of poster. Yeah, on the wall. So you're grand. Once again, those are not Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeon and what? I can't even say it now. Those are not posters. Those are, what are they? beautiful original art pieces of art by an artist that he likes. They've nothing. They just happen to be like weird sci-fi oh. ca- fantasy characters. I did say I like them. I just don't like the frames that they're in. You're the one who said you hated oh, them. Hate Sorry, the Brandon. Well, I, I mean, I, like I like them, but I don't want twenty-four in the one room. Anyway, back to the point. Buffy was probably, I mean, I probably had seen Xena before that, right? If I'm thinking about like oh, shows with strong Dad female characters. I love that. Well, that was a bit though, like, and you know, the thing about Xena is, well, like she had to be wearing the, you know, she was wearing the like Spartan costume over a bikini, basically. At least Buffy yeah. was fully wearing her jeans and like there was no getting sexy. You know, I mean, I mean she was cute. Buffy got sexy a lot. And there were, there were several times where she was wearing teeny tiny skirts and knee high boots. And I was like, you're not going to be doing any slaying in those. But that was because she wanted to, not because oh, the true. minute she ran yeah. into a telephone box and like did a twirl, she came out in a mini, you know, a la Wonder, because I loved Wonder Woman, oh, but I it was the Wonder same Woman. thing. She was like in amazing pantsuits. Next thing you know, she's in a telephone box and she's come out wearing like a pair of undies. Did she go into a telephone box? No, no, no. I'm mixing my metaphors here. Oh. I think that was Superman. Yeah, yeah. That was that was Clark Kent, wasn't it? She what? bounded vertically over a, a, a grassy knoll over a large <laughs> hill and came down in her undies. <laughs> what's the like what's the first I suppose what's your first strong female protagonist show that you really got into it was probably my so-called life no you look like you've turned into a weird robot oh I really liked X-Files but that was that was a half and half that was a half and half but she that was, was a strong female protagonist yeah and it wasn't romantic until like no until like epi- until season 10 and then it just got nonsense there was like a, there was a, a tension but yeah, neither one of them ever say. spoke to it or alluded a, to it. There was always no, that's a just will, they, like, will we, they, won't they? Because we want there to be attention, not because either of them ever referenced it or pretended like it was there. Except maybe every now and then when they were in motels, there was a like... Did they kiss Like, what Did they doing? kiss at all in the show or was that only in the movie? But they no, they kissed, kissed in the movie. And then they were like together in one of the end seasons. I don't even know. That's when oh. it all went off the rails. I was actually thinking the other day, I need to re-watch X-Files because it was excellent. You know, I've actually never watched ah. X-Files. Like I, I've watched <gasps> the odd episode. I've been in the room when the odd episode was on with you, I think. So like I remember one where they were pulling some kind of alien worm out of someone's ear. Oh, brilliant. Those episodes are great. <laughs> great. We'll watch that. We'll, we'll watch that together. There's something to do. There's something to look forward to. We can try and figure out this Netflix watch thing. Netflix... Whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. The like watch party thing. But we tried yes, to do that do with um, that Nicole Kidman show and it was just very annoying, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, no. That was where we were just signed up to the HBO thing and it was crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. She actually, was not a strong protagonist. No, but I'm, I'm actually thinking of signing up to HBO Max now so that I can watch that, even though I've totally forgotten what it was called. And the other thing. The, the new Undoing. Sh- the Undoing. Oh, yes. The Undoing. Oh, my God. I have a cup that says The Undoing. And so I can watch that and so that I can also watch the new film with Jared Leto called The Little Things that I'm getting heavily advertised to me through everything and it's working because now I really want to see it. Oh, well, okay. So yes, my so-called life. Well, anyway, I loved Scully, right? She was amazing. Super smart, no nonsense, cutting up cadavers left, right and centre. Sorry, just to be clear, you, not don't squeamish. Think, you don't think Scully was in my so-called life because you literally just went, yeah, my so-called life, I loved Scully. No, well, I was, was about to say, X-Files. my so-called life, I'm about to get to that. Okay. <laughs> Scully okay. in the X-Files was saying before my so-called life, because my so-called life was 
angst. You know what I mean? It hit you right in the in the like in the solar right, plexus the fields, of just as the millennials would say angst in the fields. That's right, in the fields. Right, it like it was everything that I like you're going through. I mean, it was the shirt you're wearing right now, the flannel shirt. Yeah, right, yeah, except yours is Jonathan Anderson. Life. Yes, yours is Jonathan Anderson by Uniqlo. Very nice, very cozy, and it was, it was just like silent yearning. How could so much silent yearning be in only one season? Like I was shocked to learn recently that there was only know, one so season. I honestly I. thought I watched that for about five years. Jordan and Catalano, and do you remember her poor neighbor Brian, who she ended up being quite mean to. Brian on but the he bus. Was he was always on a like, bike, like circling psychotically on her driveway. Yeah, but he was also like the guy you know who's like, I'm such a nice guy and girls never give me a chance. That's kind of the guy he was. Even though he was nicer than that. I don't know if, he, that, thought, like, don't know if he felt like that. He was, I mean, it was just, who yeah, knows what would have happened hair. because there was no season two. He did have lovely curly hair, but there was no season two, so who knows? I wonder if, I wonder if they ever wrote a season two. Like, there has to be a treatment or a script out there somewhere for, you know... A proposed Why don't two. you write it? Why don't you write it? And then no, we'll no. film it. I just it. want to read it. I want to know what would have happened. I don't want would to you write it. No, you write it? No, that's how you... You No, no, no. You're uh, missing this because that's uh, how your woman, E.L. James, isn't that her name? She wrote that like porn treatment of soft porn. Porn treatment of Twilight and became a billionaire. Why oh don't God. you write Sorry. season two? S- soft porn. It was practically liquid. There was not a single moment of penetration <laughs> in those entire films. Soft <laughs> porn. Would you get a grip? Oh, you know, actually, no, sorry. that was not. May I say that's the antithesis of a strong female protagonist. Also, that was a literally spineless female, like a, je- a jellified female protagonist. Yes. Sorry, on the topic of slightly sexy pornographic fan... I mean, not not sexy, but like sexual fan fiction. I also read a series of books that were written as fan as Harry Styles fan fiction. And let me tell you, they were no better. Harry Styles fan yeah. fiction? I yeah, mean, I've actually read about this. I just can't believe you're reading it. Oh my God, I read them all. And I like, I hated myself and also was so like enthralled. I wonder what will happen. They just get breaking up and get back together and having sex. Like with Harry Styles? Or is it is that so, what the point of it is? The character was based around Harry Styles and his name was Hardin Scott. Hardin, H-A-R-D-I-N. Hard, Hardin. Oh, could you get your pronunciation right? What is wrong with you? Oh my he, he, God. He was, he was English. Why was he not called, you know, the better name would have been Hardin Fassbender. That's a good. That's a good last name. He was he was British and he was in school in America and they were all obsessed with British accents. He was covered in tattoos, so that's basically where the similarities to Harry to, to Harry Styles ended. I think he wore jewelry. So basically, as well, it was so basically it was like Mallory. It was Mallory Towers. Harry Styles goes to Mallory Towers in modern day. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Don't Harry even Styles goes to Mallory Towers. The tops would all be off the ginger beer in seconds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They'd be fizzing all over the place. Well, I mean, the whole thing is like Harry Styles, Harden, whatever his name was, Harden would not be as compelling because he's not a multimillionaire famous person. Like that Louis V. Cardigan would not be rocking it everywhere if oh it hadn't God. been I, on I a super famous singer. Well, but like Har- if you saw Brandon, if Brandon came home to you and said, Rosemary, now take 
Harry Styles out of the picture, okay? Harry Styles never wore this card again okay, at Glastonbury, okay. never went anywhere, right? Brandon goes out one day with his pocketbook and his trousers, comes back, right? Wearing, <laughs> you know, that's so Brandon, my pocketbook, with, comes back wearing an oversized primary coloured hand knit looking cardigan, something you could have cobbled together from, and says to you, forget the new windows, Rosemary, I just dropped two grand on this cardi. Would you be like, oh, yes. Or would you have been like, what famous person wore that so that I can be val- I can validate your choice? I think if I think if Brandon made that decision, I would be very I'd very supportive. I'd be I'd be one hundred percent behind him in his multicolored card. I'd be happy for him. I'm just going to say your name right now, Rosemary, because I think we're failing the Bechdel test. We're talking about men. We should oh, move on. Sorry, sorry, Beatrice. Okay, sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> what what other TV shows? Like I. I know you kind of brought this up as well when we were chatting earlier about what we would talk about for the episode, but there are a lot of good kind of Scandi crime dramas led by women. Well, I was going to say to you, because this is where the whole Latin thing came up this morning. I, I, I was actually like, maybe out of lockdown, I'm going to learn German because I'm currently watching Detective Ellen Lucas, Commander Ellen Lucas. She's Deutsch. And yeah, ambition. Ich bin bereich. I don't think that's a real word. Um, there's a lot of like, ich weiß es nicht. Ich weiß es nicht. Where are they? Ich weiß es nicht. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm really remembering this. I never, you know, I, I did German in school and then immediately went and lived in Italy and France. So it was absolutely useless. And you know, when mom, mom likes to call me on the phone and say, hey, how's your German? Randomly. And I go, it's fine, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, das ist gut. And she goes, oh, wohnen, wohnen. Ja, ich wohnen. Ich habe nicht fan, and she puts an N on the end of everything if it's German, the same way she makes up her Latin, right? You know, she does. Oh, Rosemary, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, es ist guten. That's mom. So anyway, I'm watching Detective Val Lucas, and I was like, God, it's it's really interesting watching an older woman detective. This is now from 2003, right? It's only two seasons. I signed oh. up to MHZ on Amazon Prime because I was watching Spiral, Engrenage, the French crime drama, which is like a really good, gritty version of... Not actually like Law and Order at all, actually. Just a crime, like TV cop show. Procedural. And it also has... Procedural, thank you. And it also has amazing female protagonists. Like the men are all there plodding around being love interest. But the women, the women are what make this show like top notch. There's the extremely evil, callous, soulless lawyer, Josephine. And then there is the troubled, again, kind of unlikable, you know messed up somewhat skirting the boundaries of the law police officer whose you're name very, I can't you're remember you're very Amazing. animated when talking about telly in a way that I haven't seen now oh, maybe you should have well, been a TV I mean, critic it's just oh my god well I, I don't know because I can't remember everything names. I'd be like there was a TV show on on Wednesday I'd be like it's on Wednesday at <laughs> night remember on RTE1 can't remember the name or any of the characters but let me tell you I it's laughed and laughed yeah Oh, but I'll tell you what I did watch this week with allegedly strong female protagonists, Flack with Anna Packin. Packwin. Packwin? Packwin, I think. I want to give it a note, question. a positive note. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. I have a question. Is she still married to Bill the Vampire from True Blood? I do not know. Last thing I read was about a year ago, and I believe so. Go on. So, it is, she is a PR person, Right. Right. PR whatever expert and she works for a PR company and they are basically their fixers but this is not what's his face what's Naomi what's his husband this is no Ray Donovan is this this is yes this is not a gritty uh, dark and down this is supposed to be gritty but it is 
really badly lit. It looks like it was made on a budget of about five euro. I don't know how they've obviously spent all their money on the Oscar winner, except I have to give a good call out to Amy Huberman, who's in it and who I actually love her other show, Chasing, whatever it's called, the one about the lawyer, also about a lawyer. But in this one, yes, I liked it. But in this one, anyway, she only, she pops up for a scene. I went, I did a double take. I was like, is that Amy Huberman? Because I always love seeing Irish people and things. But let me tell you, the rest of it, it feels like it was made... I think it's pretty recent, right? It's called Flack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was made pretty recently, but... I think it's new. It seems... And, you know, yeah, but I'm saying, I think it was shot, like, pretty recently. I'm not sure. But it seems so outdated. They make these they make these jokes that I think they think are risque, but just are racist and, like, inappropriate. You know what I mean? I'm, at the one I'm point, they're like... I was like, just very, very poor taste. I'm wondering if a lot of TV shows and and some movies in the last, say, nine months got released basically because there was nothing being shot for six months so I think there was like a hole Mm. in the programming so for example this is nothing to do with strong female characters at all but I recently watched Bling Empire on Netflix which is like a reality tv show that that follows a (laughs) whole a group of like real life crazy rich Asians who live in LA. Is this the one where we where we were talking at totally cross purposes about a character and I said she looks like this and you were like she does. Yes, because there's a character in Bling Empire called Anna and you were watching Flack and you were like, oh my God, Anna looks crazy. And I was like, she said, terrible work done. And then, the, and then I was like, wait, are you talking about the same this Anna I'm talking about? But this conversation went on for way too long. You're yeah. like, she looks like a Kardashian. I'm like, what? I was like, does she? <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, it's the kind of show that I'm like, and like also, what's the other one? Like, too Hot to Handle, which came out after the success of Love is Blind. But I feel like loads of these shows wouldn't have been released because they were so crap if it wasn't for the fact that they were suddenly like, oh my God, nobody's shooting anything. We'll have to say yes to these things we would have said no to. I I have to say, I don't agree with you. Unfortunately, I think that all these shows... You think Too Hot to Handle quoting, was great? I thought it was absolutely appalling. You loved it, I'd like to say. And it was number one in the Netflix ratings for weeks. Which just goes so to show I, don't, I have my finger on the pulse of what people want. You do have your... I said that to somebody the other day. I said Rosemary has extremely, really great understanding of basic taste. <laughs> basic with a capital B. <laughs> you could just... You listen, you can just say what you really said, which is Rosemary has extremely basic taste, which is true. Oh, no, no. I was just like, Rosemary can channel her inner basic like nobody's Very business. I mean, I, then I like, then I scroll through Insta feed, and I'm like, look, see what I mean? <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> anyway, back to no. I mean, honestly, I feel like those are all those are all the bestsellers. Like that. And do you know what? That wasn't made during lockdown because you made me watch Too Hot to Handle when you moved over here at the very beginning of lockdown. That was filmed way ahead of it. Oh my god, that was amazing. What's the other <laughs> one I loved? The Killing. Isn't that what it's called? The oh yeah. Until like- they got together, that was so crap. Oh my god, I don't remember that. There was the Scandinavian. Oh, sorry, drama. sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I watched the Scandinavian version and I watched the American version. Oh, good. The American version when they got together at the very last season was so rubbish. Oh, I don't think like, I cared because I really fancied him, so I was like, great. Yes, but like they had no, they were not chemically matched up. Yeah, he's incredibly attractive, I have to say. But listen, we're failing the Bechdel test oh, again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually rubbish. We're like, listen. Strong female protagonist. Protagonist can't remember her name. He was a ride. Totally would. He was gorgeous. <laughs> we did not say that, if you don't mind. But he Sorry. was absolutely well, gorgeous. Was and then thinking. he went out with Olivia Munn. Oh yeah, isn't his name Joel something? Joel oh, Kinnaman. Yes, actually, 
Actually, yes. And he comes from a very long line of extremely well-known Scandi actors. His dad is a very famous actor too, who you would recognize. Oh, and his no. brother... Oh, no. I'm thinking about the guy in the American one. The American yeah, so guy. Yeah, so Yeah. Oh, Scandi. He's Swedish. He's Swedish. Oh, didn't know that. I think. And his brother is your man in... What was that? What was that? One of those horror shows with... Oh, God. American sorry, Horror Story? Other names that I don't know. No, no, no. Where they're like vampires and werewolves. And it's your woman. Who's the... Famke Janssen. Finally, thank God I remember somebody's name. Famke Janssen is in it. She's from... You know, she's from... Uh, yeah, yeah. X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. Don't remember. Yeah. Don't know what the... What she's show an is. excellent, uh, strong female protagonist. I'll just get that in there. In X-Men. She's a good one. Isn't she? She always looks very sad, though. Oh, she does always look a bit sad. Emily in Paris is another show with a strong female lead. Uh, is it? Oh, is no. it? Are you talking about the boss in the office? Because she's yeah. a good female. Yeah, yeah. She's a good, but she's boss. a female extra. Tell me about call my call your agent, call my agent, call your agent. Yeah, but that's not about female protagonists. I mean, oh, there's some very strong female actors in it. They have to, and actually, oh. so inspired was I by the bitch in the office, who's like the best thing ever. This one, they're like, I mean, is she? Is she a bitch? She's kind of a bitch. She's I like tough as nails. She doesn't bitches in our episode about like the Bechtel cast and strong. I'm female taking back the word bitch. Bitch is extremely oh. positive. She's a bitch oh, with a please. capital B, and I love it. Oh, she's she is. A bitch. She's great. She's a lover. She's a child. She's yeah. a mother. She's she, a sinner. She's a saint. She does not feel ashamed. She does not, and neither do I. And anyway, so inspired was I by her fantastic red suede boots in season two, ankle <laughs> boots, that I went on the hunt to get myself a similar pair and then to pretend that my legs were as skinny in French jeans. The style is also like impeccable. Anyway, finally found a pair of the red boots from similar, I'll say similar, not the same from Tamara Mellon, but they're just not as good as hers. Hers are now top notch. Did top you buy them? Boots. She's got great style. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do you ever yeah, wear them? Yeah, they're just not as... Yeah, but I mean, not at home, like around the oh, place. Yeah, not anymore. We're not this year, you know. Haven't had great use for my high heels. When I go into the office, I'm afraid that I've forgotten how to walk in them. So it's a little bit dangerous. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like. I think I used to have better posture in my high heels. Like now I feel like I'm, I'm kind of sort of arching my back like a crone to make sure I don't fall. I'm like a little bit teeter-tottery. But anyway, what other what other TV shows? So hold on, let's go back to Buffy. What about Charmed? Three Three female I think, protagonists. I don't think I ever watched Charms. Charmed. Yes, you did. Oh no, no, no! As in, I definitely saw episodes of it, but I, but I never yeah. like. I wasn't. I didn't watch it. As in, I like. I didn't know what it was I on. Also I also didn't, didn't every watch, week it. To watch it. No, that's not. We're not. We're not talking about you. We're talking about shows with female protagonists. Oh, I thought we were so, talking about like shows we've watched with female protagonists. Because I don't remember anything. You about just Charmed. said you've watched it. If I you were said, in a court I've of watched, law, now like, you'd have I've talked watched episodes of Charms. <laughs> so annoying. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay, Law and Order. No, oh, Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage, you love that. Witch. I used to love that, yeah. And, oh yeah, and also that was really great because not only was Sabrina the Teenage Witch the titular character, but she lived with her two aunts who were also great yeah. female protagonists. Yeah, I liked that. I liked that, uh, the bubbly one. Well, they were both pretty bubbly. I liked the... I can't remember either I of their names, the one but with I the, loved them. The one with the kind of helium voice. One yes, kind of... listen, I loved them both. Oh, and oh. I loved her cameo in the Britney Spears video. Desperate Housewives, except it was all about men. Right? It was all about like... And murder. I didn't mind that so much. I didn't I mean, really mind that either. But it was just pretty rubbish. Like, I enjoyed... Oh, Sex in the City! Sex in the City, which is coming back without Kim Cattrall. What do you think about that? I know. Absolutely not. That's just the city. <laughs> Saps in the city. <laughs> Although I really did love What's-Her-Face with the red hair. Miranda. Yeah, Miranda was the best. And Steve. You're a real I love Miranda. Steve. 
I love Steve well, as well. I loved Steve. He was a dote. He was and, a dote. But uh, they all ruined it in the second movie. Like spoilers they for, ruined the, it. for the second Sex and City movie. It. But like Steve cheating on Miranda was like the most out of yeah, character as thing. If, as if. Oh, the whole thing was awful. And then them going on holidays and Samantha Basie saying to her he cheated on her. He cheated on you because he haven't waxed your bush in months. Like the whole well, thing was me, I outrageous. Don't, you'll be surprised to hear that I remember none of it. But <laughs> when I rewatch episodes of Sex and City, I'm just constantly amazed by how despicable Carrie was oh and why why were we all listening to her like listening to her musing at her window to uh why is a girl possessed of curly hair such a difficult person I couldn't that wasn't pointed at you which came first the curl or the diffuse dry (laughs) and the nonsense the nonsense relationships as well like the she was just, she was just, she was, no, not relatable. I wonder, and then sex, I wonder if Sex in the City passes the Bechdel test. I mean, I'm sure it has moments where it hmm. does, but I wonder if more episodes do or don't. I'd say probably don't. Because it was, it is very focused uh, on dating and marriage and. I mean, probably do. Like they had a lot of, probably do. Everything with a Miranda probably do. Maybe that's why I liked her so much because I've always been ahead of my time. Oh, Miranda was the best. I mean, Samantha was a great character as well. Oh, Samantha was great too. And actually, Charlotte, you know what? Charlotte was fine because she was just like, she was a very believable character, I think. This kind of very waspy. Oh, was she? I feel like she was just this very waspy woman who just really I just don't to think she ever. I just don't think she ever would have had those friends, though. It just wasn't oh, believable yeah. that they were a gang of friends. Like, she was, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in and of herself, credible. But there's no way she would have been. Like, she would have. She was me to you. She was. I was Charlotte and you were Samantha. And every time she said something sexually inappropriate, I would have died. In a public place having brunch. But died. she did almost die. Wasn't, wasn't Yeah, but I wouldn't there, have gone out with you again. Day. If I wasn't related to you, I wouldn't hang out with you like this. I'd be like, you'd do that too many times and I'd be like, that's it. As dad likes to say, I'd be like, that's it. Wasn't there one episode where like Samantha Basie started talking about giving head and Charlotte just got up and left the table? Just like left the restaurant. It was basically like, I've had enough. That'd be you. That'd be, yeah, and it's probably mom right now turning off the episode. <laughs> actually going giving head what does that mean dad unfortunately in lockdown only dad there to answer the question (laughs) maybe um you could explain for our listeners what it means beatrice pardon (laughs) yeah do you remember the time that you made me give the detailed description of the word boner killer i thought that you could now take a turn at explaining what giving head means giving head I believe it means moving within the proximate range of another person's body heat, putting your head into a personal person's sp- person person's personal space. <laughs> Actually, which leads me on to one of my observations of Detective Ellen Lucas. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, there's no head happening in this. There's like, it's very chaste. T E. Well, and E D. They do a good bit of chasing. Go she on. She's very strange. Very, very strange kitten heels that are not appropriate for the oh. cobblestones of oh my God, just Hamburg like in Jurassic or wherever World. she is. Yes. But she, unlike unlike your woman, redheaded, whatever her name is, well, actually never seemed to learn her lesson either. Doesn't seem to learn her lesson despite being chased down many of the cobblestone alley by a criminal. She has yet to actually... Oh, last week she was wearing a pair of runners. She has yet to actually remove these shoes that's the other thing about flack actually only she works in pr allegedly she's like a mover and a shaker with all these extremely famous people and yet 
only wears one pair of strappy stilettos ever. And I don't just mean two events. From morning to evening, she has one pair of strappy stilettos that she walks through the streets of London in. Listen, Beatrice, some people don't need 300 pairs of shoes. I know this might be a wear. But she doesn't even wear sneakers to get to work. Oh my God, I used to hate, I used to hate, I hate seeing, I mean, this is awful and like, why do I care? But I hate seeing women in like suits and stuff with, with ASICS runners. It's always uh, just terrible. Oh, oh. That is very unsupportive. Anyway, back to Detective Ellen Lucas. I was going to write to a friend of mine who lives in Germany and say, are German people, do they have a different understanding of personal space? Because you know, in America, there's a lot of like, I need my personal space. I'm sure in Ireland too. Do you remember I was at the playground with the kids a while ago and a, and a little kid said to, to, to Nash, he's invading my personal space. And I was like, what oh, no. the hell? Like who teaches that to a four-year-old? Anyway, yes. That's an important lesson for any child to learn, to be fair. Well, I mean, okay, potentially. Anyway, they all are standing really close. It's like when they're talking and interviewing su- suspects or even just talking to each other, they're all like, r- their faces are about five inches apart and I'm like is this because this is how they're being directed to stand for the filming of the TV show or do German people stand very close answers will not be in the show notes because I don't have the answer answers into us please yeah please let us know if you live in Germany do people stand too close to you and do they run around no, not in inappropriate too close. heels not, it's not too close no that was in London it's not well, too no, close but I mean, just, just... I, suppose, I suppose I'm assuming that somebody listens to this they might be Irish so if you're an Irish person in Germany like have you noticed oh, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. if I move to Germany to will I be required to stand extremely close to somebody if I'm talking to them sorry what would what, what would you be moving to Germany for I don't know an opportunity Rosemary I'm living now in Fort Wayne founded by Germans and I'm loving it so maybe I should go for the real deal Deutschland have you seen actually here's another show back to the point with a strong female character. Have you seen The Man in the High Castle? Also on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I watched some of it. Then I got bored. But this was before Trump came to power. And then all the parallels started to get too real. And I was like, I can't watch this for entertainment and live it. No thanks. Oh, fair. I get you. I watched like the first season. And then I think I watched the second season. But then I, I went through one of my phases of cancelling all my subscri- subscriptions. Because I was like, I'm poor. So I must watch it again now that I'm on Brandon's Amazon Prime. I'm still poor, but he's paying for it. So that's great. <laughs> I actually keep trying to get him to watch it. And the other day we were trying to think of something to watch and we had a choice between Man in the High Castle, my suggestion, and Broadchurch, which our friend Liam had suggested. And Brandon, of course, chose Broadchurch, so we're watching that, which is very good, but very sad. It does have a strong female protagonist, your doppelganger. Very sad. Oh, Olivia Coleman. Yes, my mother-in-law thinks I'm the image of and You know, I I love Olivia Coleman, but I was hoping more for Gal Gadot, but whatever. Gal Gadot, (laughs) isn't it? Well, I don't know. She's not my doppelganger, so I don't know how to pronounce Gal-Gadot, her name. Gal I don't know. Um, <laughs> David Tennant is also in it and Jodie Whittaker. There are two Doctor Who's Jodie Whittaker's excellent. Oh yeah, good point, good point. Yeah. Okay, well said. And then, what was that other TV show that I was thinking about just there when you said that? With the female protagonist. Oh no, I was just about to re-recommend Counterpart with your man from Whiplash. Now, strong male protagonist. Actually, not that strong male protagonist, but just excellent TV show. Just want to put a plug in there for that again, because I couldn't remember the name of it last time. Are we and I said to that talk show about that started... any TV shows now? We're just allowed to talk about... Well, maybe for two minutes. And I said that show that started with a D, right? And then afterwards, I was like, oh, it's called Counterparts. Sorry about that. <laughs> trying to throw people off the scent. I'm trying to think what other shows, like, have I really enjoyed or really want to watch? I mean, The Witcher, but again, non-female protagonist, but also just because I'm like... Just want to look at Henry Cavill in a wig. Oh, 
Oh, Mind Hunter. An amazing, oh, that was, amazing that, show about serial killers. And, the, and that does have at least two strong female characters and probably passes the Bechdel. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I don't know if it passes the Bechdel test because they don't speak to each other, really. Oh, Fringe. Fringe was a great TV show with that same Australian actress, actor, actor, That's the one with um, Josh, Joshua Jackson, isn't Joshua it? Joshua Jackson. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... And that um, creepy I'm sorry, Rosemary. Guy. Would you Very mind good. moving your toe out of the camera? Would you mind moving it? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really gross. I really As I'm need... to you, you're just fiddling with your big toe. Sorry, right, I really, like, I really need to get. Up. Thanks a lot. Stop. I really need to get a better setup where I can put like my laptop up here. That's yeah, what I need. I was like, I, I, I was giving you the benefit sorry. of the doubt there. I was like, how long is she going to do that for? And then it just went on and on. And I was like, well, I can't listen, anymore. At least you know that I'm looking at you, not myself, as I usually do. You're right, your toe's the protagonist of this conversation. <laughs> okay, go on. So to wrap it up, what would, what's your biggest recommendation? Watch Buffy at least 10 times. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you've never seen Buffy, I would definitely recommend watching it because I think it's really good and like a lot of the themes are still applicable. It obviously, certain things haven't aged well. Like there's an episode in season one where she gets a pager and they have this discussion about like how they're going to get in touch and she's like, beep me. <laughs> And like the whole thing, like a lot of their calamities could be solved if they had mobile phones. Because like there's a lot of moments where they're like in the library. Oh, we've just realized what the demons are after. Quick run and find Buffy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, so like a lot of that you'd have to suspend your, this is very 90s. But, oh, you know what? There was another series, Dollhouse, that was also written by Joss Whedon. And was oh, starring yeah, yeah, with your woman. Eliza she was good. Dushku. I like her. Yeah, which I really enjoy. I don't actually, I don't have any clue where you'd get that now. But that was also a great series that, that, that only had two seasons. Um, and then speaking of Josh, Joss Whedon, there's Firefly, which is not oh, strong female protagonist, but is amazing. Like really, but there really are good some very, sci-fi. but I mean, but the female characters have actual personalities yes. and jobs and roles on the ship, other than being the the psychologist, the doctor, and like yeah. the soft skills. They have actual yeah, yeah. roles. They're One like of them engineers. The engineer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I was going to say? And they've got an amazing wooden table in the middle of the the ship's the hall, officers' mess. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Do you know what I was going to say, though? Have you seen Wonder Woman 1984? No, have you? No, I have not. And I don't want to watch it because I want to see it and I love Kristen Wiig, right? And I'm looking forward to seeing her as Wonder Woman's arch nemesis. But I don't understand why a movie that is so based around a woman had to actually revive Chris Pine, the love interest who died. Why did he have to come back to life? Like, I'm resenting. Like, it's not about him. Do you know what I mean? And he is... I He's mean, my favourite Chris oh. of all the Chris's. Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris oh, yeah, Pine. Okay, He's my favourite. Yeah. He's yeah. my favourite Chris. But even so, I feel like it's just another thing of like, well, we've got this really great protagonist and she did. She she was the biggest earning movie of the entire world ever. But there was a guy in it, kind of like sort of a sidekick guy. And like, maybe it was actually about him. We better bring him back for film too. It wasn't about him. <laughs> I, had, I had read that he was like, I'd read... A review or something where they'd mentioned it, but it hadn't occurred to me that he died in the other film. And now that you mentioned yeah, him, like, he yeah, died, stupid. as in, you know, and just was because I'm practicing my German. Wasn't he? Er ist tot. What? <laughs> I said because he's German. I said because I'm practicing my German. And it's a phrase that is used a lot in Detective Ellen Lucas. I'm going to say, Er ist tot. He's dead. I mean, he's dead. Yeah, Er ist tot. Totally ridiculous. Um,. Yeah, I, 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 th- I mean, I think I probably will watch that at some point as well. But of course, well, you're going to get HBO Max, and then it'll be on that, won't it? I think it's on Disney Plus, isn't it? 
Oh no, it's on HBO, and I'll be in the I'll be Wonder Woman. In, yeah, and I'll be off in the porch, smelling of pork, watching through the window with my nose pressed up against the glass because <laughs> I'm not subscribing to it. <laughs> the Porky Porch. I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman is on Disney. Rosemary, Maybe I'm making that up. We, Mulan was on Disney. It's yeah. on HBO. I know Mulan was. On Do you know Disney. what? We'll find it. It'll be in the show notes for all those. On, yeah, for all those who can't wait for us to resolve this. And fact. then, and then, whichever one of us is wrong. Air will be tote. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, Rosemary, night, so. Good night, pal. Thank you so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. If you have two minutes and you're listening to this on an Apple device, the best way that you can help support us is to go onto Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, and share and tell your friends. Share on Instagram stories, share on Twitter. Tell everyone you know that our podcast is great. Thanks for listening. Whether you believe it or not. Yes. From Thanks two listening. great female protagonists to all the other great f- female and otherwise gendered protagonists out there listening to us. Thanks for listening. Yes. Any, anybody, like any gender you identify with that's not male. Bye. And males. Anybody with ears. To all the people out there with ears. The eared individuals. Bye. Ear, ear. <laughs> ear, ear. Bye-bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, original music by Don Kirkland, and original illustration by Lindsay Nielsen. Thanks for listening. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.